The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! So what are we drinking today? So we're drinking a drink we call Sex Between the Sheets. It's based off a drink called Between the Sheets, which was made by Harry McCone of France in about 1930. Uh-huh. And it's interesting because it's one of our old, old drinks that we did before the podcast. So we decided to bring it back so it can be part of the podcast. And it's equal parts of white rum, cognac, and triple sec. And then um, if you use use one part for each of those, then three-quarters part of lemon. And I have been resorting lately to the lemon, um, the sweetened lemon, like a rose's lemon. It's not because roses doesn't make a lemon, but it's like that because it adds an element to the drinks that makes it more smooth. So it's pretty good. It's got an interesting color. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah, I smell the cognac. Smooth. It's a good drink. Yeah, that's smooth. It's a yummy cocktail. Yeah, that's good. I could drink this instead of water. Yeah, I think we liked this last time too. I think, in fact, this was one of the first drinks that we liked enough that we said, let's name it. Wow, that's just lucky. Isn't that nice? You know, it's, it's hard to believe that it's made of different things. It's just Well, it's really hard to believe that that's rum in yes. there. I mean, I, the cognac I can taste. Barely taste but it. You can smell it when you smell it. Yeah, smell it. But um, I can't discern that it's rum. Mm. And we didn't have, last time we made this, I don't think we had triple sec. We used like Graminier or something. And the triple sec is amazing because of how it smooths things it's out. It's completely smooth. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's a great drink. I love it. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. Well, I just can't go beyond <laughs> our experience of each other today. Yeah. It was amazing. First of all, you were wearing this, like, crazy outfit. <laughs> I was mixing latex. medical latex with gas mask. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's pretty sexy. Yeah. yeah. And then we had just, like, off the charts. Yeah. Like, mm. Outside of gravity sex. It was yeah. really something. And I came so hard. I mean, 
it's a whole new experience having complete self-expression and full self-expression. I just love towards the end of our play when you're, you know, up on the couch and I'm yeah. sucking in your cock and playing through your ass and, and I look up occasionally and you're, you know, your eyes are closed and you're just being with what you're experiencing. Yeah. And it's such, to see your partner in ecstasy. Exactly. Is, and you're part of creating that for them. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. It's, it's such a, it's just, it's just a moment in time. It's like, I, I almost take a snapshot with my eyes of that moment, moment of yeah. you just being in bliss and just enjoy it. Just, it's just wonderful. Yeah. And that's how I feel when I'm eating your pussy too. So, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, today was different because you had all kinds of clothes on, but um, when you're naked and I have your breasts in my hand, yes. and I just feel you heaving and you know, your body's vibrating and shaking and yes. you're moaning and groaning and I, I can kind of get a peek of you. You're, you know, now with the gas mask, I can't see you at all. <laughs> <laughs> But it's really, it really is something, you know. It's a, it's a very beautiful experience to have unconstrained sexual encounters, mm -hmm. and because we know each other so well, yeah. I mean, I think we've had sex like a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, we know each other so well. Um, like I can really predict when you're gonna come, and yeah that you're going to come yeah and and then i just know what to do to make sure you do well it's obvious too today you had me edging every for 30 seconds every hour yeah so that has me in a twitter already yeah you know and it's just the excitement of getting ready and knowing that you're going to go home soon yeah. and i'm excited to see you and yeah. all this it's just really it's really great and Especially when we've had we had one of those days today, yeah. both of us, and uh, it's nice to reconnect and be in our own world and let not let the day be ruling us. Right, it's really great. So great, love it. Yeah. So chapter six. Chapter six. So it was interesting. This is a deeper insight into who she is yes for sure yeah you get a little bit more about gordon but but he's pretty well defined right up to now so you mm -hmm. sort of have a sense of who he is like you're not surprised by him mm -hmm. as much but you get a sense that you know her she's a masochist and that's sourced in her early childhood mm -hmm. and you get a sense that she's a bit bratty mm -hmm. and that she digs humiliation mm -hmm. and that there's a question hanging in the air about her being a little and um, there, there's a sort of age difference in her uh, you know likes of others yeah prospects of men prospects. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and you still see the existing structure of their relationship where he's telling her to sit up straight and put your feet on the floor and slapping her across the face when she's telling him an untruth and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. you still see that dynamic occurring, but you're getting a deeper insight into her experience of herself. Yeah, and like when he, on the street, when he slapped her face, 
she was thrilled by it in and yeah. stoic yes. at the same time yeah and didn't react yeah. and then further on the on the bus that they were on she you know points out things very similar to the little like a kid pointing yeah. out things and then he um he corrects her corrects her as if you know you don't need to tell me that i see it i see it and he did it very loud in a humiliating way on purpose so that the bus would hear and then of course as they exit the bus everyone's staring at them or you right. know scared and, and, and by the she's, conflict she's, she's liking the humiliation yeah she loves this being a center of attention yeah and that the way she puts it is he's always right yeah and i like it yeah and you, uh, through the telling of a dream, she lets on that that there's an older man that she's been having sex with. You don't know how many times, but she says only once, but she's seeing him regularly. Mm -hmm. She alludes to that she's having sex with him regularly. Mm -hmm. And there's this sort of tension because on one hand, you've got Gordon, and on the other hand, you've got her seeing other people. And she goes, and Gordon hasn't told me I can't do it yet. Mm -hmm. So there's this control that she's sort of given him in their dynamic. Right, right. So you definitely have an insight into that. And she really pushes his buttons. Her brattiness comes out, pushes his buttons, really embellishes on how beautiful this man is. Right. And makes all these um, excuses for... Everything he's doing in her dream, and but then of course in real life, he, he he's in his fifties. He wears makeup, but he's an actor, so this is all what they do. And he, right. she's she's just, you know. Then Gordon presses her on if they've had sex the first time. That no, it didn't work out the very first time she met, but the second time they met, she did. And he he assumes they're having sex ongoingly and she's like well you don't know and then he goes well then you only had it twice or something and she's like well you really don't know she's playing this game of not giving him the information right keeping it from him which i don't know where he stands yet because it hasn't it didn't evolve enough in this chapter but he he does make the observation that her sexual dilly-dalliances away from him are transparent to him. Like, she can, he can see them on her face. Mm -hmm. And so he has this way of looking through her mm -hmm. that she experiences, mm -hmm. which gives her this sense of, you know, I, I kind of belong to him in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an interesting... It's an interesting dynamic that's developing. It's a little bit stilted chapter by chapter because well, it's you just like get... it's definitely a big little thing going on there because if you think about it he can see it that's very common with parents they can see their kids kids have gone off and done something wrong you come yeah. in and you're they're kind of sheepish you kind of know yeah he explained how he saw the dark circles in her eyes meaning she's probably keeping late hours right um and so you know you kind of know as a parent you're like yeah i know your i know your demeanor i know what you're up to what's really going on here. And he really approaches it like that yes. with her. And yes. she kind of gets, like a kid would get, discombobulated by it. Like, yeah. I'm getting caught in the act, you know. So then I think with that context of that conversation, when they go out to the bus and he asks her, out of the blue, how many abortions you've had, and right. she just says one, 
he understands her proclivity to be a brat and to and to be childlike, which means you only get part of the truth. And so he slaps her right away. Right. Without really even knowing whether she's telling the truth or not. No. And then she immediately says, yeah, too. Yeah. And, and, and so he says, don't lie to me. It's just such a telling moment because that I have experienced that as a parent, those yes. moments. And I haven't slapped my kids like that. But, but it's been a moment like that where I they had just done some behaviors. I knew that they were in that. And then shortly later at the store, something was said. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and then... Yeah. And catching them red-handed again, yeah. or catching them in lie or something like yeah, that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting that he slapped her. It was a surprise, first of all. Came, yeah. came out of nowhere. Right. And and then then her reaction was really interesting. Mm-hmm. She was stoic, and when when he pushes her, why are you stoic? She goes, "Well, I'm well raised." And yeah, and I don't know how well raised how that comes up as. But the I way can she, handle my face being slapped. No, but she defined it. She goes, you know, when I was little, my parents used to slap me to give something to cry about. Well, when she she said when I was crying or whatever, yes. then they would slap me to give me something to cry about. Right. Which Does that seem weird? She's already crying. No, I understand. That's how my parents were. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't understand the logic on that at I know, all. I know. Yeah, it's it's how it's just a. I think it's an English thing. I don't know, but anyway, um, yeah. So you get a couple little insights in this chapter. You get that she likes the humiliation. She felt her face being slapped was humiliating, and she, she liked likes to it. be the center of attention. She likes to be the center of attention. So she's a bit of a. And that's fan. obvious because they've talked about that in the other chapters. Yeah, she 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 likes the, the masochism. She likes the pain. She likes, so she, she likes the little part. She likes part. to be told what to do. And and she acknowledges his control over mm-hmm. her. So there's there's this way of experiencing herself that's occurring with him mm-hmm. where you know, we've seen this in, in movies we've watched where yeah. the dominant sees the submissive and she responds to being seen that way. Right. Right. And this is the way you responded to me, for mm-hmm. example. It's mm-hmm. the way she's responding to him. Yeah. So it's something you can relate to as a submissive. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I love reading it because I can pick out, oh, she's doing this. You right. know? Yeah. You can see why. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's an introduction of a new character, another doctor. Dr. Crombie. Dr. Crombie, who's this old angry man. And yeah. And we don't have much about that. Yeah. And then we also hear about how she compartmentalizes other people from his past, from Gordon's yeah, past. Yeah, nurses and then his she ex-wife. puts them in like a little memory bank in her, like in fantasy. Mm-hmm. And and there's still this um, tension in his in who his ex-wife is for her as this very sexy creature. Well, he yeah, she focuses a lot on. The ex-wife and other nurses that he's yes. had, that he's shared with her, because the way he refers is he'll say they were stunningly beautiful. The whole reason he was with them is because of they were he was erotically attracted to them. Yes, and then he would, and she would press him on this in earlier chapters. Press him on that, and he goes, "Oh, little one, don't worry. Your mind is the most beautiful thing." And then she's always like, "Fuck, I hate my mind. I yeah. would rather have." be beautiful than have a great looking mind this is right. ridiculous 
So that makes sense that she's created this jealousy room in her mind with these people that occupy it. Yeah. Because she's, and it's amazing, the um, metaphor of the mirrors that she uses. Yes. Such a metaphor of these people in these mirrors where she's not seeing herself in the mirror. It's the other person being seen in the mirror. And magnified. And magnified. Right. And just it just intensifies her vision of them being all important yeah. in a visual, physical way. Yeah. Because they're not talking. They're just these images. Right. So that's her hang-up right now is that these images are more fascinating, erotic. Right. And she's put them in some kind of hierarchy in yeah. her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty amazing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Well, I look forward to Chapter 7. Yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!